0: This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Won an unbelievable Game 7 last night. I mean, spectacular from start to finish. Anything a hockey fan could ask for, no matter what your rooting interest was. Hockey won last night because of just how tremendous the game was. And first things first, we have to congratulate the Ottawa Senators. Now, I got to see them firsthand in the second round against the Rangers, and it was hard to believe in them because I just didn't see a lot of talent there. Certainly, Eric Carlson's a world-class talent, and Hoffman and Stone and Ryan are very good players, and Craig Anderson is a tremendous goaltender. But what really impressed me about them, they're so well coached, and they've just got a hunger and a desire to win. They played the underdog role so well during the course of these playoffs, and I think that they really emerged as a world-class team and organization. So congratulations to Guy Boucher, uh, Pierre Derrion, their general manager, on what was a tremendous, fun season for the Ottawa Senators, and boy, they just never gave up, right? There were so many times they were down uh, second round, losing the third and fourth games uh, by a combined total of eight to two against the Rangers to come back and win games 5 and 6 and and take the series uh, to the fact that they had faced elimination in Game 6 against Pittsburgh and would not die, got the game-winning goal with 17 minutes left in the game and held on for dear life when Pittsburgh clearly was the better team. I heard Ron Hainsey on Hunt and Humpty and uh, Canty earlier today on 9870 ESPN say that he thought that Pittsburgh played their best game in the playoffs in Game 6 of the conference final and still lost 2-1. to one. So credit to Anderson there. And then last night, down one nothing, down 2-1 to continue to fight, force overtime, survive a spectacular 20 minutes of overtime, and then just got fatigued. And that's why Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby, right? He gets the puck, he dangles, he makes it difficult for you to be able to track him down. You stay on the ice a little too long, and then he finds Kunitz in the slot for the game-winning goal. And I felt so bad for Craig Anderson because I think of all the things he has gone through with his wife having throat cancer, And to be that close to going to a Stanley Cup final, it must have been just devastating for him. The ultimate distraction of being able to play while all this family tragedy is going around him. And to be strong for his wife and to be strong for his team, it must have been devastating to see the game end in the way that it did. Uh, It was eerily similar to what happened, I thought, in 2003 when the Senators fought so hard to tie the game seven against the Devils, if you remember, when Roger Nielsen was going through his cancer. And I just remember when the Senators lost that game, just how the players on the ice just collapsed. They were, they were just lying there. They, they gave everything that they could to win. Everything that they could. And I know I'm a hockey guy, and I know that, I'm, that there's a hockey audience there. But in this sports world where it's a a me generation, it's about my contract, it's about how much attention I'm going to be able to get, to see hockey players lay it on the line to just advance – to survive in advance. It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's not about you know, what I did, what I contributed. It's about making the ultimate sacrifice for the team. That's why I just love hockey so much. And what makes it so great makes it devastating when you see a team do everything they could to try to win a game and get to the Stanley Cup Final and fall short. Uh, But Pittsburgh, I feel great for Ron Hainsey. His entire career, never been to the playoffs. Now he's getting a chance to go to the Stanley Cup final. Sidney Crosby cementing himself as the world-class player that he is, uh, getting Pittsburgh to -to back-to-back finals, and then trying to win a Stanley Cup in back-to-back years. It has not happened in the salary cap era. The last time a team won a Stanley Cup back-to-back years was 97-98, and that was before the lockout. That was before the salary cap. So Pittsburgh's going to try to do something that really has not been done against a Nashville team that is very well-rested and certainly capable of beating the Pittsburgh Penguins. So a tremendous Game 7. We're set up for a tremendous Stanley Cup final, and now it's time to prognosticate it, which I hate to do because it's so hard to predict, right? So difficult to do. But listen, you listen to these shows because you want some sort of expertise on it. I've been back and forth on it last night. I mean, I was so energized by just that game, and then instantly I was starting to to analyze it. I've really believed in Nashville a lot. And when you look at what Nashville has done in these playoffs, hey, they shut out Chicago. They swept them. Taves, Kane, the greatest players in the league, shut them down. Uh, Tarasenko in St. Louis in the second round, shut him down. What they were able to do to Anaheim, beating them in six, with the Getzloff having, let's face it, a Conn Smythe trophy type of playoff run and being able to best him and Perry and and Raquel and, and, and all those really good players on the Anaheim Ducks. Now they will get the ultimate test in the Pittsburgh Penguins. Even though Chicago might have been, on paper, a better team than Pittsburgh, the fact that Pittsburgh has won three rounds, I think, makes it the ultimate test. Even though Nashville did have players that played in the World Cup of Hockey, Pittsburgh's most significant players uh, played in the World Cup of Hockey, uh, including their goaltender, including Sidney Crosby, I just wonder when does the well-run drive for Pittsburgh, and I think you saw it over the last couple of rounds, not being able to finish off Washington until the seventh game despite being up three games to one, Uh, failing to finish off Ottawa in game six, playing all those extra games. They played two more playoff games than Nashville, who has not faced elimination. And when you consider the heavy lifting that Pittsburgh has had to do, the fact that they went to the Stanley Cup final last year does it catch up to a more well rested Nashville team in these championship, in this championship round, so I think it 's going to be a long series. i think it 's going to be a fun series, but I just cannot get over what can Pittsburgh really have left in the tank and, and Nashville getting that break, not facing elimination, sweeping Chicago, uh, only playing goodbye in twelve games in the next two rounds? I know it sounds insignificant. Um, But I just think the 14 games that you saw um, Pittsburgh play in these last two rounds... Uh, does it catch up with Pittsburgh, which I think is going to be a very, very tight series. Throw out the fact that Nashville was ranked 16th going into the playoffs; that they were an eight seed. We saw Los Angeles win a championship uh, back in 2012 as an eight seed. I don't think that matters. It matters at how you're playing now. Now it looks like Fisher might be able to play in Game One. Ryan Johansson, the loss certainly uh, is devastating. The fact that Pittsburgh got a little healthier, Schultz back in the lineup. You saw how well he played last night, you know, getting a huge goal, but the length of time the Pittsburgh has played and you just figure the loss of Letang at some point was going to hurt. I think in this series it can. Nashville is so well rounded. They may not have a player to the caliber of a Crosby or a Malkin or even a Kessel but they are well-rounded uh, offensive team, and that blue line is spectacular. What those what those individuals do on the offensive side of it, Roman Yoshi is a tremendous offensive and defensive player. I think Ellis has rounded himself into being a very, very uh, good defender as well. I mean, they're just really deep in talent. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'll pick Nashville in seven uh, to, to do it with any kind of conviction. You haven't paid attention to these uh, playoffs. Um, and I think it's going to be a spectacular uh, Stanley Cup final. Couple of other notes. It's the first Stanley Cup final ever. Uh, in which two American born head coaches will compete against each other, Mike Sullivan and Peter LaViolette, both from the United States. So that shows you how w- well or how far hockey has come. And also, I think that there's going to be a lot of people exposed. Us hockey guys don't think much about it, but the fact that Nashville is playing in a Stanley Cup final and there is a superstar of color that is a very, very significant piece to what Nashville does. I've already seen. Him, you know, on ESPN, on Sports Center. So I think the world is kind of getting introduced to P.K. Subban, who is a tremendous and fun player. He does add a little personality to the sport, which I think sometimes the sport desperately needs. I can't wait for it. It's going to be on Monday, and I think it's going to be a tremendous and fun series but I'm going to pick Nashville in seven, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, It's killing me that I'm not working this series and traveling it, but I'm going to be following it and helping out uh, you guys that listen to Game Misconduct every single day. Uh, We'll get you guests, we'll dive into this as deeply as possible, and we'll take you right through until the Stanley Cup champion is crowned. Uh, Let's hear from you at Don Lagreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. Of course, there's a lot of people that wanted to climb aboard what happened last night so let's go to guy who had a couple of tweets his first tweet pittsburgh made one more play that eluded uh, anderson edge of your seat hockey will kill you before uh, changing uh the tire will and of course anybody that doesn't know what uh, guy's talking about is I, I like to change my tire or well, i shouldn't say i like changing tires but if i have a blowout on the road i don't call triple a i i i um Fix it myself, and Michael K., my partner on the Michael K. show, thinks that I'm crazy. But you're right, that that does more damage to your heart watching a game like this. I, I couldn't imagine it being my team playing in that kind of a game and being able to survive it. He also says, great game to watch. I'm not a fan of either team, but that was tremendous hockey. Ottawa style almost got them there. And, you know... The one three one it gets a bad rap and, and I talked to some people on Ottawa. We brought this up earlier on game misconduct that maybe some of the problems that Ottawa had drawing was that they were a boring team. They were not a boring team in these playoffs. they counter punched off that one three one they got tremendous offensive opportunities. Um, I, I think Ottawa can really hold their head high on the effort that they made. Uh, Davis Douglas says, what matchups are you most looking forward to uh, in the finals it 's great because Those matchups, because you have so many puck-moving defensemen on the Nashville side, it would be interesting to see how Pittsburgh will be able to counteract that. Now, Ottawa had very good defensemen, too. I mean, Carlson's the best there is in the league, right up there with Drew Dowdy and Duncan Keith as far as their abilities are concerned. You know, and and Cody Cece's a really good defenseman, and Mathot's a really good defenseman, but they're going to get hit with guys that can really move the puck and really push the the tempo, I think, a lot more. Uh, This is going to be more like what Pittsburgh, I thought, faced – As far as an offensive team is concerned, that what like Columbus and, and and Washington brought to the table, but in a much different way because they're going to do it with their blue line, and those guys can attack more so than their offensive players can. And certainly the loss of Johansson is going to hurt them. And they've got good offensive players like Forsberg and Arvidsson, and certainly uh, Neal comes up with big plays. Wilson as well. We'll find out if Fisher is available. But I'd like to see how Pittsburgh is going to counteract those tremendous offensive players on the defensive side, um, and you know, and we and Yoshi, and we mentioned uh, Ellis, but, you know, P.K. Subban with his blast, I would suggest Pittsburgh stay out of the penalty box for that. Um, so I'll be interested in that matchup. And also, how they will attack Sidney Crosby. How will Nashville play that? Because we saw Ottawa have tremendous success playing Crosby physically. And it'll be interesting how the Stanley Cup final will be called. Of course, you change the officials every game, so not every game will be called exactly the same way. But it'll be interesting how they can physically attack those players and can those forwards keep up with the speed that Pittsburgh has. Uh, Pecorine has shown times of sheer brilliance uh, in these playoffs, but there's also been times where he has blinked. Um, can't afford to blink against this Pittsburgh team. So, you know, break it down a little bit more as we get along with the series. But I'm very interested in how this is going to be uh, attacked uh, during the course of, uh, of these playoffs. So I think it's going to be fun because I think these are two excellent coaches. And uh, you've got Mike Sullivan's won a Stanley Cup, um, Peter Laviolette's won a Stanley Cup. Taking the third team to a Stanley Cup final, the fourth coach to do that uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, Eli says, glad less talented team didn't succeed in managing handling their way to the finals would have been a bad precedent. Refs are a joke. Uh, I think that's the way the game is played, Eli. I know you want the wide-open style, but you know you can complain both ways it was officiated. You go back to Game 6 and the elbow that Crosby threw at Stone, they didn't call it. So let them play yeah, you could say the 1-3-1 one, one and the clutching and the grabbing, but I I still saw wide-open opportunities. Pittsburgh had a ton of shots on goal in Game 6, 46 shots on goal. Pittsburgh got their opportunities uh, for sure. I mean, I can understand where you feel. You, maybe you're a Pittsburgh fan or maybe a fan or maybe you just wanted to see a team that's got uh, more skill uh, go to the Stanley Cup final. But I, I don't think you can criticize the way Ottawa played the game. And uh, to boot, You know, kind of like what we talk about the uh, the triangle in the NBA, where everybody plays a facsimile of it. It's the same way in the NHL. I mean, when take a look at teams when they try to protect leads, they'll leave three men back. They'll play a more conservative style. Ottawa felt this was going to best work for them. And you know what? When they needed a goal, they didn't long for it. I mean, usually teams that play that type of style can't counterpunch. Ottawa did. So, uh, Eli, I respect your opinion, but I don't think that they. you know, was was a manhandling uh, a poor officiated final, uh, a poor officiated conference final. I will say, however, that I thought the call um, on Fanuf was an awful call. Uh, there was going to be an icing play on it anyway. I didn't think it was a uh, – I didn't think it was the right call to make. Pittsburgh ended up scoring on the power play to take the lead. It became somewhat moot because uh, Ottawa was able to come back uh, and tie the game. But I, that was one call where I would agree uh, the officiating definitely needed to be better. Uh, Brandon says, most will pick the Pens to win. If you believe defense wins championships, then go with the Preds, Don. Well, I'm going with the Preds. I'm Not so much that defense wins championships, but I just think that – What Nashville did, look at the firepower that they shut down, as I mentioned before. Some of the best players in the league, they're not going to blink that they've got to figure out a way to stop Crosby and Malcolm when you stop the talent that Chicago, St. Louis, and Anaheim have going into that Stanley Cup final. Brett says, was in Nashville for a game on Tuesday in December. Building was packed and fans were, were nuts. Great city, great fans, go Preds. I'm with you. Um, certainly it's been up for grabs in these playoffs, but I've had a chance to call a couple of Ranger games there in Nashville. Those fans are no joke. Now, I'm sure they've got a lot of bandwagon jumpers because they're in the Stanley Cup final for the first time ever after going to the conference final for the first time ever. But they've really taken to this team. It's a great building. It's situated in a perfect place in Nashville, just a couple of blocks away from the Grand Ole Opry and the Convention Center and Broadway. I'm telling you, we got exposed to, the, uh, to to Nashville during the All-Star game, and I think the league and the way it's going to be presented on television uh, is going to be tremendous. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to fall in love uh, with the Nashville Predators. Uh, David says, I love Game Misconduct podcast. Will you do one for the NHL draft? We are not going to do it every single day. Uh, when the season is over, but we will do it periodically during the season, and we will do draft shows. We will do a show leading into the draft. We'll have guests to preview what some of the teams may do, and we will definitely do a show after the draft. I think it's important. A draft is very, very important. Uh, Ghost of Tex Rickard, Ottawa Best no oh I read this one yesterday yesterday. so my apologies for that. But in case you happen to miss it, uh, he said Ottawa best, no talent, trapping, face washing, slashing, spearing, uh, slew footing, knee on knee team in NHL. But I hate Sid more. Uh, You do whatever you do, you got got to do to win. But I I honestly did not look at the Ottawa Senators and say that they gooned it up. I don't think they really did anything out of the ordinary. I think they did what teams need to do when they feel that they're a little bit limited in talent going against the teams that they played. I I can't honestly say that I thought that they did anything out of the ordinary in beating the Rangers or the Bruins leading up to the conference final. The better team did win, but give Ottawa credit, man, because they did not go quietly into that good night. And also, a tip of the cap and I know we did not get him early in the series because of illness, but how good is Doc Emmerich? I mean, really. And I know there's some Ranger fans or maybe Islander fans or anti-Devil fans that never loved Doc because he was the devil announcer, but honestly, I do not know, and and I respect every announcer out there. I'm an announcer. And I follow every sport, and I think there are people that do a tremendous job. I do not know another play-by-play voice that actually adds to the experience the way Doc does. He makes the game better. That was a tremendous Game 7. It was better because Doc was calling the game. He is on every call. He gives the right emotion every single time. He is on top of the play. There's nobody better at it structurally, and there is nobody better at it than accentuating the great game. But And he does it in a way in which he doesn't gobble up the room because there could be other announcers that would try to make it better and they would actually make it about them. He is selfless in the way he calls the game. And he's got Eddie, who's very good, and Pierre, who's very good. And he gets them involved in it as well. So for a guy, and think about this for a second, for a play-by-play voice to add to a broadcast but still not take over the broadcast and still let his partners have their say, I think it's an art that no one has in this business. And he's obviously getting a little older. Uh, I don't don't think he's had any plans of of stopping doing it, but I'm telling you, the day that he stops doing games, the NHL is going to take as severe a hit as losing any player that's in the league. Because as much as you may love or hate Sidney Crosby and how important he is to the sport and the Canes and the Taves and the Getzloffs and, and all the other players, he makes a call. And there have been some tremendous ones. Loved Gary Thorne when he was calling the Stanley Cup final for ABC back in the day. I mean, you you talk to going back into the the, the archives with the Foster Hewitts of the world or just go to anybody that's called, you know, games for the CBC. Uh, Bob Cole, who I thought was the best in the business for a period of time. I'm telling you, there is no one close to Doc. No one close. That game seven was spectacular if you had turned the sound down. And he made it better. So that's almost impossible to do. And he did it. Take a tremendous game, maybe one of the best games that we've seen in recent years, and actually sprinkle enough on top of it to make it better. I think he is absolutely tremendous. Now, we've got the holiday weekend coming up. Game one will begin on Monday. But we're not going to do a podcast on Monday because of the vacation day. So what we're going to do is Tuesday we'll be back. E.J. Raddick will be in the Tuesday spot. He usually comes up on Monday, but on the holiday we'll have him. He's traveling with the Stanley Cup Final, So he'll be live from Pittsburgh. We'll get him on on Tuesday. We'll recap game one. We will preview uh, game two. So we'll be back with you again on Tuesday. And to uh, the uh, point from the tweeter uh, earlier, um, we will continue doing game misconduct after the season is over. We won't do it every single day, but when something big happens, we'll be on top of it, lead you into the draft, free agent signing period on July 1st. So we will not completely go away. It's unrealistic to do it every single day when there's not very much going on. But we will still have game misconduct when the season is over. But the season is not over. We've got a series, at least four games, maximum seven. I think it's going to go seven. I'm picking Nashville. Who do you like? At Don LaGreca, hashtag Game misconduct. You can follow us on the Apple iTunes app. You can also follow us on the ESPN app. Back with you again on Tuesday with EJ Raddick. We'll recap game one, preview game two. Everybody have a spectacular Memorial Day weekend. I know back here east it's not exactly been the greatest of weather, but I think it's going to be better this weekend. So wherever you are, enjoy the NHL Stanley Cup final. Enjoy the holiday weekend, and more important than anything else, try to be safe because, as you know, there are a bunch of animals out there. See you on Tuesday. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.